0: Hey, I'm Natalie Potts, and this is the Natalie Potts Podcast. If you want to talk about your business, your life, your health, and more, then you are in the right place. We do it all with humour, love, and inspiration to help you create a life you love. So let's dive in. Ramel, thank you for joining me today. I'm delighted to have you on as you are my, I call you my personal performance coach actually, but also business coach and everything. So um, somebody that I feel real relationship and rapport with very early on i'd say so uh, you know it's been it's been a pleasure to work with you i'm learning loads i'm loving this relationship share with us all about yourself and what you do
1: yeah great so uh my name is ramel and i'm predominantly a business coach mentor and investor and the main thing i do really is help coaches and consultants um, and mainly service-based businesses. Essentially, transition from a nine-to-five job to launching their own business, then helping them get to six figures and beyond. Amazing, thank
0: uh, you. yeah. No, thank you for sharing that. I guess let's go on to what we shared a bit just a bit before was around our journeys and everything. So, what's been your journey to get into to becoming a coach?
1: Absolutely, yeah. It's a brilliant question, and um, so essentially, so here's something that you may not know. Um, So I started off in the performing arts industry. So way before business and coaching, all the rest of it, I was a professional dancer. So throughout kind of my childhood and then my teenage years, so kind of from like the ages of 10, 11, I was performing on stages and doing that kind of thing um, as a a dancer. Now, that then kind of progressed into being in the performing arts industry quite fully in terms of dancing, acting, poetry. I kind of was doing the, the package, as it were. And I did that right up until the ages of about 19, I suppose. And what happened was, and I think this will be quite relevant and important for your listeners is, the truth is, is I lost my passion. I completely lost my drive, my motivation and my passion for doing what it was I loved. Now that happened for a few reasons. And what's important to share is, one of the main reasons why it happened is because I plateaued. Like as a, as a person, as a dancer, I stopped growing. I stopped kind of investing in myself, so to speak, so that I could continue to go to the next level. Mm -hmm. I think what kind of happened to me and where I was quite young at the time, I probably didn't realize it. Um, Like I said, not only was I obviously not investing, but I was very fortunate to have achieved the things that I wanted to achieve at the time. So again, a a few little things that I don't share often, but just to kind of give you some context. Um, I wanted to launch my own dance group, dance company. I was very fortunate to have done that. Um, I wanted to be in kind of like music videos and do TV work and film work. I was very fortunate to have done that as well. Um, I wanted to have a dance group that did shows, competitions, private events, things of that nature. And was again, was very fortunate to have done that. So I think what happened was is once I kind of ticked off all the goals, I stopped striving. So that was kind of like the main reason why I lost the passion. And then I guess the second thing really is um, I kind of fell out of love with the industry. There was a few things happening at the time that I didn't really necessarily agree with. So I fell out of it. And I also had, which I'm sure many people can relate to this, um, family members and close friends in my air telling me, go and get a proper job. (laughs) (laughs) Which, you know, it's one of those funny ones where. Certain things like performing arts or whatever things, things that are not widely understood, you know, things that are not status quo, so to speak, um, are considered, you know, different, abnormal, whatever. So during my performing arts days, I was often told that I need to get a proper job. And in fairness, I allowed that eventually to kind of infiltrate my mind, and I went and got a proper job, which was in education. So this is where the kind of coaching, the coaching thing started. So I started off as a teaching assistant um, in a special needs school actually where I started in Enfield which is like greater London north London greater London kind of thing Um, and I did that for at least about three years or so and then I kind of progressed so I went from special needs school then I went into a primary school then I eventually started going into other schools and the main thing of what I was doing was I I started off as a teaching assistant but then I very very much became a learning culture learning mentor to the students I was working with and that really birthed the kind of coaching, teaching, mentoring aspect of what I do today. So, yeah, so kind of fast forward then, really. Um, I was doing that, but then I got to a point, which I'm sure, again, many people have experienced or are experiencing now, where there's only so much you can do within a job based on the constraints, your boss, manager, rules, regulations, things like that. And I very much got to a place where I was like, I know I can do more. I know I can be more. I know I can have more. But the role that I'm in right now is capping me. It's stopping me from progressing. And 2017 is when I made the decision to go back to doing my own thing, which is part of my name now. So my name is Romel DMOT. DMOT is an acronym for doing my own thing. So went back into business if you like went back to doing my own thing and 2017 is when I started my personal development journey self-development journey and really immersed myself I spent the whole literally the whole of 2017 early 2018 going to seminars workshops webinars events being coached being mentored even went to different countries different parts of the UK just to learn everything I could to not only become the best version of myself but to understand and learn how to do business properly like my biggest goal was I wanted to be a successful business owner that was what was driving me so like I said spent 2017 to 2018 going all out and um, in March 2018 31st of March 2018 is when I then launched my company dm Multination, which was a combination of I guess all the skills and the knowledge that I picked up over the years And I was now ready to share it with others to also help them transition from a job like I was in to doing their own thing full-time.
0: What an amazing journey. And I was like, I didn't know half of that. (laughs) (laughs) Which is why I love the podcast. (laughs) It's amazing how much resonates as well though, actually, because I was was very much in the arts as well at Mm. school and I went and did a drama degree and absolutely it was the reason I got into drama was because that teacher said saw something in me that I didn't see Mm. and just inspired me and I I just ran with it and I loved it Um, I didn't quite enjoy it the same way at university and I think I looked I did go and do some drama school stuff and it was really challenging and I also had to know I've been told you need to come back at 21 not 18 Mm. and have experience and I was like the problem was at that point at that young age I was in a job where I was earning money and actually if, even though I look at look back and it's it's you know basics of starting out but it was nice to have money and then do overtime and get more money yeah. and that idea then of having to wait another three years doing work experience and not get paid where I was actually in something where they were saying here's a management job we'll fast track you mm. I was like right. Well, I'm in and actually I absolutely loved working with people and I, I didn't like the restrict the restrictions of thinking I've got to work manage five nine to five somewhere where retail didn't it was just it was constant it, it could be tw- it retail's twenty four seven and and I loved the fact that I would have so much variety and I was twenty one when I was a, the manager for the first time of people
1: wow
0: so yeah I was instantly in and there and and then again I just you know I I did go I just accelerated really quickly through the business which was brilliant for me at the time um, and I think that. There's a couple of points where it resonates in terms of losing your passion. Mm. I don't necessarily. I think the part of the drama piece at that age was just natural um, progression, and oh. you know, looking at what was around at the time. I certainly felt that last year when I I started qualifying as a coach in 2015, and then I worked full time in a job. Lockdown retail wasn't the easiest um, industry to work in, and I just didn't do any coaching last year. And it got to a point where I was like, I apps, I don't enjoy what I'm doing and I'm lying wow. to myself thinking I do. I'm progressing to the next level of still manager um, and I don't believe in any of the values of the business anymore. Right. I don't like how I'm being asked to lead a team or made to feel I need to lead a team and it just, you know, like you were giving everything. I was working all the hours under the sun and And I loved it from one aspect, but it wasn't what I used to know. And, and I think like yourself that I probably... I noticed I'm I'm very, very confident in things and I was ridiculously confident in retail because after 19 years, there's not a lot I didn't know in what I did.
1: For sure.
0: And you know, regionally and everything. So I had to constantly push myself to do things like well-being program, diversity and inclusion, lead mentoring circles for the females in the region, you know, one-to-one mentoring in order to keep my mind stimulated. Otherwise, I'd just get bored running a store. Because mm-hmm. I knew it like that, click my fingers and make stuff happen and you know, it was all about culture. So I think that I had to, I should have probably left retail two years before that. And it was a real challenge to get my head in a place where it was, this is it. Mm-hmm. And and like you said, doing my own thing. I realized that I was doing my own thing in retail but it wasn't supporting me anymore where yeah. it used to. And I, I leveraged that and did well in the business saying in the room wasn't doing me any favors um because people didn't like what you know the truth as such and mm. that's sometimes what corporates is and, wow. and it's challenging so you do have to I did have to learn to be honest to myself and and it's scary and then I guess our connection's been through then like you said I've I've always invested massively in personal development because I love it I love being growing, growing myself and changing myself I love reading and um yeah, it was then EE came up and it was like, right, I just knew I needed it. I was like, I pay attention to what I need. I don't jump right. into everything. And although it's strange that Expert Empires was one of the only things I've invested in where I didn't watch them for over a, like, a period of time, but, like usually i watch them for six months and then I'll make the investment. Right. So I've had to know, like, and trust everything. And I really sat there and I, was, I just knew something deep down that I one had to start trusting myself more Wow. and I'm running with the fact that, like you say, if you do your own thing, you're not always going to have all the answers and just trusting it and taking a risk, because I looked at it that the risk was not taking a risk.
1: Mm. Absolutely. That's powerful.
0: So that's kind of then, you know, led me in even more direction through to then joining different parts of as vampires and everything and, and building relationships. and And I love it. I guess what's interesting around you saying that, doing my own thing is that I find probably a challenge myself is sometimes is knowing that, you know, success can leave clues, doing the right things as a coach and building a business, mm-hmm. a successful business, like you said, as, as the goal. I'm constantly wanting to be the, as much as not everything's original, but the original, the unconventional, the tell me to do it that way, I'll do it the other way. And I find but it's such a challenge in myself. It's like this little internal thing. Where I just want to numb it and go, we're going to oh. do it this way. Yeah, 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 I get it. How do you, because I think like I said earlier before we jumped on the podcast is that I said you're like a little bit of a dark horse. So I just see these pockets of things you'll put out there on socials, but you're not massively visibly on socials like somebody. But it, that's what I love because I think that, you know, it's proving that you don't have to be all over socials. It's not about sure. that to build a successful business that's sustainable sure. and has longevity. Mm-hmm. What would you advise people that are struggling to let go on the reins of, I've got to be out there on socials all the time.
1: OK, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. So it, again, and uh, just to be honest for the podcast and uh, again to you, when I started out, when I actually started out, I didn't have, as crazy as this might sound, I didn't have social media. Again, there was a period in my life where I chose to, I intentionally took a break from it because I was, I, I just, it just wasn't for me at the time.
0: Yeah.
1: However, I soon realized, as I'm sure many of us have, That social media is a powerful tool to get your message out there, build rapport, give value, share your content, share your message. We know this. So when I started that, when I finally, (laughs) I guess, uh, uh, swallowed the hard pill and said, right, I do need to, uh, you know, get my social medias up, so to speak. um, I started with Facebook first. Again, I just started with one and it was just Facebook um, because at the time, the people who I was around, again, you know, your product of your environment, that kind of thing. The people who I was around, who who I were around, um, were on Facebook. And I was seeing them use Facebook successfully, so I started Facebook. Then at another event that I went, um, there was a competition on Instagram. And I'll never forget, actually. So I was attending as a client. And there was a competition on Instagram for uh, the winner won something with the, you know, the mentor, the coach, the business owner who was leading it. And I remember saying to one of the staff members, I was like, oh, I'd love to enter the competition, but I don't have Instagram. And their response to me was, then get an Instagram. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, though, but the reason why I'm sharing that is because that itself, that in itself is a metaphor for the, the blocks and the challenges and the barriers that we put in front of ourselves. That yeah. a great coach, a great mentor, a great advisor will not even see it as a challenge, a block, a hurdle in any way, shape or form. So... Just putting that out there, that was really powerful because we do sometimes create our own blocks, our own challenges, our own hurdles. Now, to go back to the question, in the beginning, I was active again on Facebook and Instagram. Eventually, I, I started on some other platforms as well, but I started with those. Now, the point is, is, and I and I had to learn this the hard way. There's a difference between being out there all the time everywhere versus being very targeted, very um, having your message tailored to your audience, that those who get it, those who connect do, and those who don't don't, and that's okay. Like there's that's the it's, it's I think there's a saying out there that basically says, if your marketing looks like it's for everybody, then it's equivalent to it being to nobody. And mm-hmm. I was like, wow, that's powerful. and I, and again, I learned that the hard way because I did have a bit of a everybody approach in the beginning, then I soon realized that that didn't work. So I guess my, my response would be, it's about being intentional. It's about showing up with your message and really um, hitting your audience with exactly what they want, when they want it, how they want it, so that you're not just constantly putting out volumes of content, but not necessarily great quality of content. That's the, you know, yeah, the, the line, if you like.
0: Yeah. It's really interesting you mentioned there around something you would have done you know you kind of learned the hard way what would what would something else be that you learned the hard way that you would do differently now or you should share people they need to do differently
1: okay i'm so glad you asked me this question because it's something that in fairness i probably don't share enough and i probably should and it's this if and when a coach a mentor someone in business starts to get success right it's very easy to continue doing what you've already been doing, hoping for the same level of success or elevated success. Mm. The thing I learned the hard way was the things that I was doing, the live videos, going in Facebook groups, starting my own Facebook group, doing the things that were as coaches, et cetera, was working, doing stories, doing polls, all that stuff was working. And when the business started to make money, the biggest thing that I didn't do that I'm going to say I wish I did. However, I don't have any regrets, but if I could okay. go that kind of yeah. thing, would be to reinvest in marketing and advertising. I cannot stress that enough. Cannot stress that enough. And I'm going to give an analogy for everyone listening. When I was a bit younger, right, I was very naive and I couldn't understand why a company, for example, like McDonald's, whether we like McDonald's, whether we eat there or not, just stay with me for a minute. I couldn't understand why a company like McDonald's, who are already incredibly successful, well-known, worldwide, big brand, huge brand. I couldn't understand why they would constantly and continuously advertise. I couldn't understand it because in my head, naive as I was, I was like, if everyone already knows who they are, why do they continue to advertise? And then I realized they continue to advertise so that they can stay at the top. Mm. that's the difference the successful companies the great companies the great business owners ceos the leaders understand that constantly staying at sorry constantly getting your message out there constantly advertising is how you keep your company your business your products your services in the forefront of your clients and customers and your 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 audience that's how you keep your stuff relevant and present in their mind it's by constantly advertising So, yeah, so my answer would be um, in terms of like the biggest mistake I made or the thing I learned the hard way was not reinvesting in. And again, when I say that, I mean like professional. So at the stage when I was probably ready for paid advertising, I didn't do it because, again, one, I didn't understand it. So, again, a bit of naivety. And two, I didn't Mm -hmm. think I needed it, which, again, is a lesson that I learned the hard way. So, yeah.
0: I guess if you haven't got mentors and coaches which which lots of people don't have and you know i've got abundance of people around me at the minute which i love and i've deliberately created that mm. my my answer to that is that i trust you guys to help me that's why that's part of this journey piece having these mentors in that oh. I, and i said that right at the start i one need validation with where i'm at because i always used to get performance reviews Monthly in corporate, so I knew exactly where I was, and, and actually, my results were on the table. I knew where I was, sure. and I knew what my results well you know, what great results look like. Yeah, when you're doing your own business, you, you need the comparison in a way to understand where you're at as well, and to, to have that, you know, not take emotion to it, but a higher level of challenge to up your game is what I think. Sure. So, I think it's useful. But I was very keen on when I spoke to people like Nick James that I need you guys to help me validate that I'm doing really well versus. Yeah. You know, don't give yourself a hard time, which is naturally within my instinct versus you got more in a tank, go for it. Or like yeah, you yeah, say, yeah. nah, now is the time to do X, Y and Z. And that was the biggest reason why I invested is because I, I trusted you guys. And I also love the fact you were transparent in this works, this doesn't work. And we learn the hard way. And yeah, yeah, yeah. most tools and techniques, you've got to one, make them your own. You've mm-hmm. got to go all in. You've got to keep consistent but you got to know that sometimes maybe they don't all work and it's not going to, it's not a blame thing. It's the, you know, it's the art of possible what's next and mm. how do I continue that? But I, I do think that I know myself that the investment in people like yourself, mentors and coaches are people mm. that help me validate right now going on a, this exactly wow. the same as the opposite to that don't go in full at the start and market and waste money on facebook ads, and, ads. Absolutely. And, and it's really special and, you know people the amount of clients I say that you know because I work coaches just specialize
1: yeah.
0: just really keep clear on that because exactly like you said that quote that you've got to be intentional and make sure that you're just not to everybody otherwise to no one mm-hmm. um, and I think that that's part it works both ways and I guess well I am I'm, I'm coaching myself here but the answer I'm saying is that if you're unsure on things that's where people can help you so you don't know to make mistakes and they can help you validate a bit of this is the right time to go all in on marketing etc that's
1: right mm-hmm. yeah absolutely absolutely
0: yeah um i guess another question i had for you is who's been an amazing mentor for you in your life and for what reason
1: oh great question how many can i choose
0: up to you three tops
1: okay three tops right definitely nick james as again you've mentioned um nick a few times so when i met nick in it was the i believe it was late late 20s mid to late 2017 for me he was the first person who kept it real and said it as it was and like you rightly said earlier he was very clear on what is what isn't what does work what does not and I think for me at the time I was looking just like you said I was looking for someone to just give it to me as it is as it was right and Nick has been instrumental um, in my life uh, you know both business and and personal life as well so definitely Nick would be my my first answer Um, I would also say Matt Elwell as well who is also Um, in partnership with Nick in a company called Elite and Academy. Um, Matt has been been the coach who, again, just being open and real, who has seen me break down. He's seen me cry. He's seen me when I've been at my lowest. Again, just, just being vulnerable, just being open and real. And his guidance, in a way, has almost been, and I hope it's okay for me to say this, it's almost been quite... Fatherly, like it's he's almost yeah. as a bit of like a father figure at times. Again, growing up, I, I never had my, my dad was never around ever. Even sometimes feel strange for me to even use that term because he just was never there. So I've only ever known mum. So Matt has massively helped me, again, not just in business. I'll be lying if I said it was just business. He's helped me as a young man develop and grow. So Matt L would, would be number two. Third one, I have to give it up to this person again for a similar reason as Matt. However, no one will know and understand the power um, and the deep level coaching I've had with a lady called Nikki V, which ironically happens to be Nick's mom. Um, Nikki V, in my humble and personal opinion, is the best coach out there in the world. Bold statement, I believe it wholeheartedly. There hasn't been a time where she hasn't brought me to tears now by the way I'm not saying it's all about having to cry it's just when someone can connect with you on such a deep level and I've had massive issues in my life when it comes to crying maybe it's the whole society thing and the pressure it sometimes puts on men about not crying and its weakness and all that stuff and I kind of fed into that or bought into that which I'm learning to come out of now however as a mentor as a coach she has literally when I've been in a dark place, when I've been in that dark hole, when I felt like giving up, when I've in like the doom and gloom, when I'm seeing everything to be negative, she's hit me hard where it hurts, out of love, obviously, to help me change my mindset, help me change my focus and help me see the bigger picture when I'm kind of caught up in the minutia, so to speak. So yeah, if, if I had to pick three, it'd be Nick James, Matt Elwell and Nikki V.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've I've heard so much amazing things as well around Nikki V, you haven't met her myself yet, but definitely, you know, Nick James, I absolutely echo everything you've said. And um, I just, what I loved about going to the Empire for the first time was just that it just ticked the boxes and was like, I need this right now. Wow. And that when I asked the questions, it was just direct and honest, and it was like, yeah. and it was kind of a bit of, are we right for you as well? And it was, and it was like, okay, this is really serious, and mm. and the the idea that I knew that the connections, I think one of that that's been a huge part is connections as well, and oh. and as well the part being that the different levels of mastermind, it makes me up my game. Mm. I love that when I'm around like minded people like that. That you know, I remember having a bit of a thing with a client of a couple of months back of like I had to refund and stuff like that and there was a moment when probably that afternoon was like complete overwhelming oh my god and there's other people like yeah do it brilliant good roll with that keep going get more and it's (laughs) like (laughs) I need that around me you need those people around you to to be your fuel as well like you say when you have those tough times that have been there done that and you trust that and you just there's that you know it's like the intuition kicks in with things like this I think very much and Matt Elwell's been like phenomenal and I love the fact that I can always come to you with everything and I do when I want to sense check like this is the rationale this is what I'm thinking through Um, I'm making an informed decision my own but I want to get your you know value your opinions as well your experience it's that type of thing that help you make the right decisions at the right time for you it's really important And, and 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 take accountability for yourself not enough people in business own it agreed they just want to kind of give off anything that doesn't go well it's like well it's you know it's not work for me it's more about you than them and it's actually this holds you accountable Correct. but with you as well
1: yeah absolutely
0: so one of the final questions is I always ask everybody to leave a question for the next guest so I will oh, do that yeah. in a moment which I haven't prepped you for but maybe that's intentional um <laughs> so this one I had um a self-sabotage coach on uh, a couple of days ago actually right. so the question she asked is what is the main sabotaging behavior you recognize in yourself right now
1: wow
0: yeah bold
1: right <laughs> beautiful question
0: though but, I'm going to pull you a little bit you've said a couple of times I don't share this enough so am I going to hear that again now
1: ask the question again so I can give the most honest answer
0: (laughs) what is the main sabotaging behavior you recognise? okay yeah yeah yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. (sighs) okay good by the way salute to the coach that you had on before who asked this question (laughs) powerful right so it even makes me emotional saying it to be fair but Let's be open and real. It, it is, the, and I, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but it is that, like, throughout my life, generally, again, before 2018, launch of DM Nation, before 2017, the start of my personal development, self-development journey, um, I've just, I don't know what it is, but I've just never really, <laughs> I've just never really properly, either A, if I can be super honest, it's probably a combination of A, not truly acknowledging my own levels of success as much as I probably should, without being big headed or cocky, it's not about that, but probably just like that self acknowledgement, which then leads on to point B or the second point, which is then not sharing it enough. So it's definitely those two, like my biggest self-sabotaging behavior, I believe was the question is, Not acknowledging and appreciating my wins and successes, and therefore not sharing it with those who may be inspired or impacted by it. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
0: And I see that from working with you. And like I said, I see these little things, and it's like, oh, and it's like you want to know more as well. Mm. Um, and then I know just genuinely how I think I shared it with you a couple of weeks back that we've only worked together since mm, May. I and how we've, you know, and I truly feel we've built a great connection. And what's interesting, I noted last month was you're the only coach I've not picked to work with.
1: So, again, you're, I'm the only coach that what?
0: you I haven't picked to work with you. Oh, we've, OK, I see. We were given in the programme as such. Well. Sure, sure, sure. What mm-hmm. I mean is, like you know, being a coach, I'm very big on making sure i've got a relationship and a rapport yes, like I, said, I like to follow people for months yeah really know like trust them and then i'm like yeah and i would uninvest like full in sure. but i've got it's almost that like they've got to be a bit invested they've got to know me and my potential and invest in me too but there's definitely and i said i've said that back to the guys that uh, it's been pies that i instantly built that rapport with you and it's been great in that i trust you you are honest and vulnerable you you also don't tell me what to do, which I, I absolutely love. It's a, uh, look, I'm not telling you. And i am like, no, tell me. <laughs> you might say you things. But um, I'll still make uh, my own decision, hopefully, right. with that as well. And I'll think, okay, let's just really, you know, or take some time out to reflect on things. Right. But um, no, I've really valued that and I think it's incredible that there's that says a lot in yourself, in how you build relationships, people, the the trust you create, the safety you create as well. Because like you shared there, like we share things that are genuinely, there are beliefs or there are limiting beliefs from my childhood and everything. And the reasons why we do things now. So it's oh. it's incredibly, it's a, it's, a, it's a massive part of the journey. Like you said, that part of Matt, there's times when it's shit and it's tough, and you know, and you don't have the people. And this was another thing with going to my own business that who do you go to and soundboard with and and get that kind of, it's been a crap day when you're on your own. Mm you don't you so don't. exactly it's um it's been amazing to to connect with you in this way and um yeah you've still got another what nine months to me <laughs> 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 um so look it's been absolutely amazing i really really value your time and i'm so grateful where can people connect with you
1: oh great question so and by the way thank you for having me on the podcast it's been an absolute pleasure um, yeah i've loved it i loved it genuinely uh, so to ask your question Social media, so Facebook, Instagram are the main two that I use at the moment. And in terms of how to connect with me, it's just literally my name, Ramel D M O T R Y M E L D M O T. And that's it. Do main thing. Absolutely.
0: Oh, I didn't ask. What's the question you would leave?
1: Okay, good. (laughs) Tough question (laughs) to follow up from, from the incredible question from the previous, your previous guest. Right. The question I would leave is this. Okay, here's the question. What is the number one thing that you are incredible at what is the number one thing that you are incredible at that you must share more with the world?
0: Is that a question for our listeners or for you?
1: Both. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's where it came from me. So yeah, both. Is love
0: one. it. <laughs> Absolutely love it. Um, thank you so much.
1: Well, thank you. It's been a pleasure.
0: Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you felt inspired, please make sure you share this with a friend and subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. I really love hearing feedback from you. So if you have a question, topic, or want to hear from someone you love on this show, then head to my website, Matthew Potts Coaching, and let me know. Until next time, have an amazing week and know that you have value to offer this world.